You tune to Sirius FM 105.7. Yes, Roshni Pae, the light has come through when Nabi Muhammad came into the Arabian Peninsula. It was in total darkness. Jahiliya prevailed all over. And then that light came, a light that brightened up the peninsula. And then it brightened up the world. And it still illuminates. Wa'atiyullah, Wa'atiyul Rasul. Obeying Allah and obeying His Messenger, someone uh, that's Ashika Rasul, and also one of our, you know, uh, you know, one of our top, top, top contributors, our very own Abu Bakr. See that when it comes to Muslim news. Abu Bakr, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Thursday morning? Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafat with Allah's grace and mercy and your du'as. And those of the listeners, we are doing well when we pray that Allah Ta'ala keep everyone in the same situation. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Jazallahu anna Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bimahu wa'alo. Jibai, I think a lot of things happening in the Muslim world. And sometimes we see the hypocrisy of some of the organizations, you know, NGOs, uh, who are supporters of the Zionist state of uh, Israel coming out and uh, making a command. Uh, there's an organization in the United Kingdom, uh, a Jewish organization that has come out castigating the Chinese for the treatment of the Uyghur Muslims, the minority Muslims in the Xinjiang province, that uh, China is uh, putting them in internment camps and re-educating them and carrying out a genocide. And uh, this organization was yesterday on the 27th celebrating the Holocaust Memorial. We know that the Holocaust took place uh, in Germany, and uh, it is uh, alleged that some 6 million uh, Jews and other gypsies and Polish uh, and disabled people were exterminated by uh, Hitler and his Nazis. So uh, this organization is comparing uh, the treatment of the Uyghurs, the Muslims, the minority Muslims, and warning that uh, this could be another genocide and a Holocaust that can uh, come to the fore. While uh, we welcome uh, the criticism of the Chinese in the treatment of the Muslims, uh, the Uyghur Muslims, uh, we will go over to take uh, into consideration the dichotomy of uh, the treatment of the Palestinians in Israel, what is happening there, Shafatama. You know, the, uh, the Palestinians uh, have been uh, take, uh, thrown out of their homes. Mm. Uh, their land is being confiscated. They are being imprisoned without trial, and uh, they are being oppressed and occupied. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, there is this dichotomy in uh, world politics and foreign policy applications. And these NGOs who bring to the fore uh, the treatment of the Uyghurs, uh, while well, uh, we should uh, commend them for it, but uh, we should tell them to uh, apply uh, their policies uh, evenly, you know. You know, uh, Abu. So that, uh, gee. You know, I, I like that point that you brought. You know, you talk about dichotomy. I could call it a hypocrisy. Or we could call it, you know, a selective uh, syndrome. You know, uh, you know what? We will talk about the Uyghur Muslims in China. I mean, in Palestine, they are killing innocent children, incarcerating children that are five, six years old. Uh, it's a, it's a country without, a, you know, without an airport, without a standing army, without a harbor. 
It's a, one of the biggest prisons on earth. Continue, Abu. You're absolutely brilliant this morning. Yeah, gee, uh, so I think uh, one of the comments uh, that they have made, uh, this uh, organized Jewish organization, it is uh, known as, uh, I'm just getting uh, to it, and uh, it is... Uh, That's a no, no, no. I, I got it right here, but it's on my tongue. Rene Kesson. R-E-N-E-C-A-S-S-I-N. That is the organization okay. in the United Kingdom that has uh, taken uh, the Chinese on the treatment of the Uyghurs. And they said we should bring this attention to the attention of the Uyghurs, to the attention of the Chinese, because what can happen is if a, gen- a genocide takes place, then the future of the Uyghurs will be that of uh, what happened to the six million uh, people who were killed uh, during the Holocaust, Shafat Ahmad. But uh, I think uh, we, sh- we should bring it to the attention of our listeners that uh, the same situation is taking place in uh, Palestine, is taking place in uh, uh, Kashmir, and uh, these are situations uh, which uh, mm. need the attention of the world community, and they should turn. Uh, and say that, look, wherever people are being oppressed, irrespective of whether they are Muslims or not, this oppression and uh, the abuse of human rights uh, should be taken into consideration and uh, uh, brought to the attention, and people who are perpetrating these things uh, must uh, be prosecuted. Gee, while uh, the uh, Jewish people were commemorating the Holocaust Memorial Day, India was commemorating its Republic Day, Shafat Ahmad, and uh, we see that uh, this dichotomy and the hypocrisy also being displayed in the capital city of Delhi. Uh, and uh, what happened was uh, with the elite and the parliamentarians in uh, Delhi commemorating in a lavish ceremony the Republic Day of India, uh, just a stone's throw away from there, the farmers invading the capital Delhi in the midst of Republic Day celebrations around the Houses of Parliament, the true face of the brutal repression of the Modi re- regime had brought out the stark reality of the treatment of the farmers and the so-called splendor and glitter of the elite. Gee, in fact, uh, most of the farmers uh, in India uh, belong to the Sikh uh, religion, and uh, the Sikhs have played a, uh, are the producers of the uh, food uh, in India. Many of them, uh, there's hundreds of thousands of farmers, and their livelihood is being threatened by the new laws. There's three new laws that uh, the uh, Modi government has, want, uh, has uh, promulgated uh, in uh, the Lok Sabha that will take away the independence of the farmers and uh, open it up to privatization. In fact, uh, farmers tend to lose their land, their control of uh, the the prices of their produce that they produce. And uh, this will uh, create uh, havoc within uh, the food industry in India. And uh, the farmers have rightly now, it's going on to several months, that uh, we do not want to be subjected to this type of legislation where we will lose our autonomy and uh, our lands uh, will be taken 
over by these private uh, multinationals and, uh, you know, these uh, GM foods and all that type of things, Shabbat And this is uh, the, the tragedy that is playing out in India. But while this tragedy is being playing out, Shabbat, we have to ask the question, what is happening in Indian-occupied Kashmir? In fact, there's a complete silence on uh, what is taking place there. And uh, we can just imagine that while the attention of the world is on the farmers and the Republic Day celebrations, what uh, the Indian army, 900,000 of them uh, are carrying out and uh, occupying and taking over the land of the Kashmiris and changing the demographics within uh, the Kashmir region. Gee. Another very interesting one, Shapat. I think you will uh, really, really love this one. You know, we're talking about the oppression and suppression of people. The Saudi regime, uh, Saudi Arabia, had approached uh, Ronaldo, the uh, soccer legend, uh, <laughs> to become <laughs> the face of its tourism, uh, <laughs> right? And... Uh, and uh, knowing Ronaldo, his stance on Palestine and uh, people who are being oppressed, uh, he was offered $6 million a year to become the face of Saudi tourism uh, in line with the 2030 vision of uh, Mohammed bin Salman. And uh, there are uh, there's some uh, betting, uh, speculation also that Lionel Messi also had been approached. But with uh, Ronaldo rejecting the offer of $6 million uh, on the basis of uh, that the Saudi regime is an oppressive regime and does not respect human rights, I think uh, this has given a big dent uh, to Mohammed bin Salman's uh, aspirations of uh, using personalities of the caliber of uh, Ronaldo to go forward and... uh, promote uh, Saudi Arabia as a uh, tourist destination, but Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has made the land. Alhamdulillah, it's the land of our Nabi Sallallahu I don't think so. It needs the tourism uh, because uh, we have got the, the two holy cities, Makkah Sharif and Medina Sharif, the Haramin Sharifain, and this will uh, bring about the people, uh, in fact, uh, uh, bring about uh, the people to visit uh, Saudi Arabia as often as possible, as long as uh, they open up the borders uh, and uh, give uh, access to the world Muslim population. And uh, another thing, uh, I just want to inform the listeners also, is uh, that uh, decision taken by Trump to designate the Houthis as a sponsors of terrorism. But now uh, the Biden administration has uh, uh, held it back for a month to look into the whole situation so that uh, the dire situation of the Yemenis can be addressed where they need food and medication. Inshallah, Allah make it easy and uh, have access to the the people of Yemen will have access to food and medication that they need so urgently. To you and the listeners, uh, very pleasant uh, Juma coming on. Make dua for us and the Ummah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yes, uh, Abu, before I say wa alaikum salam to you, I just want to indulge you a little. And uh, yeah, your good friend, uh, Mesut Ozil, whom you like to. Yeah, I like Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you know, he's got the Manchester United thing. But uh, Mesut Ozil has said this. I mean, he's, he's playing for Fenerbahce now. And he said, I will never go back to the German national team again. And, you know, he was so brutally hurt by them, uh, Abu, that he said, no, I won't go back. And uh, there was more of a political, uh, you know, ostracization on him because he spoke out against the the, the, the Chinese, you know, the Uyghur a Muslim treatment by the Chinese authorities. They put so much of a pressure on that Arsenal uh, soccer club that, uh, you know, they actually had to drop him from the main squad. And this is it, inshallah, in the near future, that will be uh, revealed. But that's the main reason why uh, Ozil was taken out of the equation, Abu. Yeah, uh, that is uh, one of the main uh, primary reasons. And the other was that he was uh, supportive of uh, the... Justice and Development Party of President yes. Erdogan, yes, and yes, yes. and and uh, the M, uh, I think Arsenal is supported by the Emirates, right? Yes, Emirates Airline. Yeah, Emiratis. Yes, and they, I think they, that's they, yeah. And uh, I think uh, Oz, Ozil speaks out in term in terms of uh, the Muslims, inshallah, and uh, but uh, he is very loyal to his uh, old club Arsenal. Though they did not select him, uh, he said, look, uh, I will always be at Arsenal fan, though I'm now playing for Fenerbahce. And mm. uh, I think this is the type of uh, humility that we find in uh, Mr. Dozer. Allah will make it easier. And we should use him as uh, one of the models. Mm-hmm. Our youth should use him as one of the models that they base their life on, inshallah. Yes, Abu, now uh, a million-dollar question here, people. I want you all to listen very carefully, very intently to what Abu is going to say now. Abu, which team you support? You sound like an Arsenal fan to me. No, 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 Shafat, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's be fair, right? Uh, I used to be a Manchester United uh, fan once upon a time when I was young. <laughs> Yes, but now because of uh, Mesut Ozil, there was a time I went to Arsenal. Then Arsenal. Uh, now Mohamed Salah. Now we've got oh, to Liverpool. Shabbat, <laughs> wherever the Muslim, good Muslims are, we go that way. Inshallah, I think they are our uh, examples, and uh, we feel proud that uh, they promote at least Islam. They are grateful to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In fact, uh, Mohamed Salah has uh, helped his uh, village in uh, Egypt with so many things. And Alhamdulillah, you know, he's very humble. And uh, I think uh, I think we, we rather look at the personalities, the Muslim personalities mm-hmm. who play, who, who have got the skills, who have been endowed with the skills by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and at the same time show the humility of being Muslims also. This is where we go, Shafatam, but there is no loyalty to any particular club nowadays. I think they don't know yeah. us, so I should we support them, Shafatam. No, I tell you, you know, I share your <laughs> sentiment, uh, Abu, but uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, as you said, you're a Man United fan, you'll always be one. They lost yesterday, it was rather shocking, but anyway, you don't want to talk about it. But as you said, Salah goes for Sajda whenever he scores a goal, uh, Saini Mane, you can see they lift, even Paul Pogba. I mean, before going into a match, he lifts up his hand and is making dua. All that I take in Abu, and I think you and I have so much in common when we look at that and we look at the positivity of how can we use that scenario for positive dawah and to capture our Muslim youth back into Islam because most of them are in, in that world. And also you find that the Britishers, you know, the Liverpool uh, or the Liverpudian or the Liverpool fans, 
they 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 they, they all are you know uh, respecting Islam more because of one person, and they say Jeez. Salah Salah Mo Salah, and they sing a hey, Muslim Falah and all that. They say Mashallah, but it's a because of his uh, you know uh, refined disposition of being a good Muslim, he's making an indelible impression. Abu, you bring out the best on the station. You really you know just all one comment, uh, they say that uh, in the area of Liverpool, the cases of Islamophobia has dropped uh, tremendously and because of the influence of Mosala. Mosala. And inshallah, I think this is uh, the type of dawah that we need, you know, that people start respecting the deen, you know, uh, and not uh, uh, take it for granted of what uh, the press is uh, putting forward regarding Islam, inshallah, mm. Allah make it easy. To you and the listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, Abu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jumma Mubarak to you in advance. Allah keep you. And alhamdulillah, really enjoy Abu's input on a serious FM. What we'll do, we'll go for a quick break. When we get back, inshallah, we'll round up and close up the program. Please stay tuned. You're worth Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.